At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hello and welcome to the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 37. Today, we're getting a whitetail report from Southeast Ohio, Minnesota, and New York. So stay tuned. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and today we are doing another DIY report, DIY report number two. Um, the goal here is to get you guys some real-time information from a couple different states, so hopefully it can help you make some decisions before you hit the timber this week or the next. Uh, hopefully it helps you put that buck on the ground that you've been after. Uh, the guys we're going to be talking to this week, very appreciative of them spending some time with me, but we're going to be talking to Cameron Stover uh, from Southeast Ohio. Uh, Josh Newville uh, from Minnesota, and we're going to have Tim Bunau from the great state of New York chime in. So without further ado, let's get started with the details. All right. The first report for this week's DIY report is coming to you from Cameron Stover. Uh, Southeast Ohio is where he's reporting, and he's from the safehunter.com website. How's it going, Cameron? Pretty good today. How are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad, man. Had a had a late night last night. Had a had a drag out and a, and a quick skinning to be done since it was a it was a warm one. But we got her done and we're uh, we're full of coffee today, so we're we're, we're plugging along. Not too bad. Uh, those are the late nights that I like to have is when I've got a that's right work to do. So. That's right, sir. So hey, you know you're in Southeast Ohio. I know we were chatting just a little bit before. I know you've been checking checking cameras and have a pretty good sense of what's happening down there. So what are you seeing as far as you know buck activity right now? Is it is it starting to pick up pick up a little bit? Are you seeing some scraping, some rubbing? What's shaking? There's definitely been a big pickup in the last week. Um, I actually hit one camera today that I didn't really have a clue on what was going to be on its first card pool of the season. Uh, they can be um farmer also has corn and he's starting to take the corn out some some patches he's already completely removed some he's still in the process of um, but there were plenty of active scrapes along the edge of that soybean field um so that was always that was a good sign um after checking those cards all that scraping activity is happening at night uh, from probably 8 p.m to 5 a.m a very very minimal daylight activity on that soybean field uh, during the daylight hours. 
Hmm. Is that typical for for that area this time of year? Uh, yes, that farm right there gets a lot of pressure. Um, these deer cross cross a creek and come into that field at night, um, so it's 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 typical. Um, but there's a lot more activity than I expected. Probably over a thousand pictures on this card. I'm going to say ten percent of them does. The rest of them's bucks. So right. it's looking good. I'm just waiting on the bigger one to show up on film. Right. What uh? So what about how's how's the weather been down there so far? And do you think you know? I, I'm going to assume since I'm in PA, I know we're not too awful far away from each other. It's been a little warm around here. Are you guys having that warm weather too? And do you think that might be impacting the the movement that you're seeing more of it at night versus during the day? Absolutely. It's been a rough start to the October. As far as the weather patterns that we've had, it's been very dry. It's been unseasonably warm for an extended period of time. I know there are certain areas around um, southeast Ohio included that's having problems with EHD. Um, it's not, it doesn't seem to be very widespread, but um, there's some areas uh, that do have EHD outbreaks at this point in time. You, of course, you probably know what Kentucky's going through. They've mm-hmm. lost a huge amount of their deer herd. Um, but we do have a cold front on the horizon, and I mean today. Actually, we're recording on Sunday. Um, I'm looking at the Weather Channel right now, and the, the storm system's rolling in. We're looking at less, just under a half inch of rain that's expected today, and with that rain, it's coming some low temperatures. Um, the high of 80 today, the low is 43. Uh, tomorrow, the low is 37 on Monday, so I'm hopping off. Uh, out, hopping out of work a little early and my wife and I are going to be in a tree stand um, looking for one particular buck on our Ohio lease. Nice. That's what I uh, That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I've been following the weather underground. It looks like the uh, the low temp is going to meet high pressure on, on Monday. So it's, uh, it's usually, I know that's a a good sign for for good deer movement. What a I know you were mentioning that soybean field where you have some cameras and some scrapes that you were that you were watching. But you know overall, what's the food sources look like right now? I know that the you mentioned the farmers are starting to pull the crops out, and if they haven't already, you know is are we having a good acorn year? Is there a ton of ton of food in the timber yet? What's the situation there? Uh, it's actually been a great year for acorn and hard mass, soft mass. Even actually had a lot of uh, a lot of good good stuff on it too. A lot of a lot of apples and stuff, but those apples are drying out. And uh, the acorn crop is the way to way to go right now. Right. Um, yeah. The challenge I think that we we've had here in Pennsylvania a little bit. It's been so good that uh, it's hard to pick where you're going to be because it's just all over the place. It's not one tree dropping or a flat dropping. It's, it seems like almost every white oak tree is dropping this year. Yep. Uh, and you're exactly right. The properties that I hunt in southern West Virginia, it are absolutely loaded, and it's just a it's just a toss up right now where that deer is going to be, and he's pretty much going to stick around where he's bedded at to feed and and that's typical when we have a hard mass that's typical in that season right so what about the uh you know this time of year is always you know some some hunters dread it um you know the october lull uh where you start to see a little less deer movement you know a lot of the reasons being is that you you get some of those unseasonably warm days you know kind of coupled with the the you know a, a good acorn year um or a bunch of food being in the timber what are you seeing as far as the effect of the lull um and do you believe in or do you you know buy into the hype or do you kind of ignore it and just kind of get after it i'm not real big i keep track of every deer that i notice that pops up on my news feed that's killed in the state of west virginia and the reason being i'm actually from west virginia not from ohio but i do cross the river from in search of big deer mm-hmm. And I'm seeing big deer killed from the start of season to the end of season. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's more people in the woods during November. We're taking time off. We spend more time. You got the rut going on. But during the right weather conditions, 
and that plays a big factor this time of year especially um, you're going to have an opportunity to harvest a big deer if everything goes as right and the hardest thing for some people to do is you're off work saturday or sunday you haven't hunted all week it's the beginning of the season and you want to go get in a tree stand and the hardest thing you can do and the worst thing, well, the worst thing you, you do actually is actually go into that when the conditions aren't right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I've done this year is just take a step back. Um, I actually talked to a buddy of mine a while ago, and he's like, have you even hunted this year? I'm like, yeah, I've hunted. I'm just not hunting the areas that I'm expecting to be successful in. I'm going out, spending more time scouting. That's what I did all morning this morning was just scouting, putting my boots on the ground, looking for new scrapes. And I'm really not worried about wasting a lot of time in the stand. I'm more interested in learning more about the properties that I'm hunting and gaining access to more properties so it'll benefit me when the conditions are right. Yeah, it's the old adage of working uh, working smarter, not harder, and I can definitely attest to uh, to that approach. So uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll pay pay dividends for you this year. If not this year, it's the, the forward thinking that you have for looking at opportunities and sign and for, for the upcoming year. So speaking of, you know, your kind of strategies and tactics, you know, this time of year, what do you typically like to do? If you're going to crawl into a tree stand, what are you what are you looking for? Is there a terrain feature that you usually kind of fancy? You know, of course, we're looking for certain weather. Um, just kind of take me through your thinking there during this part of the season, what you're looking for. This time of year specifically, if I'm going to be hunting, a, I'm hunting for a particular deer. I'm not hunting for a group of does or something like that to, and a buck to come after that. So I'm hunting an oak tree that I know is dropping fresh acorns, um, specifically close to a bedding area. Um, Right now, the particular buck that I feel like I've got a good pattern on, if he's walking by a camera in the morning, I know he's going to bed. So I can move in there in the evening. Uh, I'm basically doing all evening sits. I'm really not doing any morning sits this time of year um, because I don't, there's not very many opportunities available that you can access uh, the properties of without spooking deer so access routes are very key this time of year november i can walk in five o'clock in the morning before it gets daylight i may bump a deer and there's two or three more it's going to take its place october i'm not seeing as many deer i'm hunting a particular buck so i'm trying to match his wit against mine and it's a chess match so Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks for the uh, the the report from southeastern Ohio. Um, uh, wish you good luck this year, and uh, keep me posted on what's uh, what's happening in your neck of the woods, man. I look forward to seeing some uh, some pictures on Facebook here in a couple weeks. All right, thank you for the opportunity, Clint. I wish you the best of luck, and uh, look forward to hearing about your successful hunt that you were a part of yesterday. No, oh, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, reporter number two we have lined up is Josh Newville, and he's coming to us hot and live from Minnesota. How's it going, man, in the uh, land of lakes? Doing pretty good up here. Still really warm, but... Is it? Yeah. St- still got yeah. some warm weather. We got a little front that's kind of busting through uh, here, in, here in Pennsylvania, so it's hopefully, you know, I've been getting a few reports from some friends who've been out in the timber today, at least with the front of the, uh, the beginning of the cold front coming through, not seeing a whole lot as far as activity concern is concerned at this point uh, in this area, but what are, you, uh, what are you seeing as far as buck activity going, as far as scraping and rubbing and stuff like that? Are you seeing some scrapes opening up in, the, uh, in, the, uh, in Minnesota at this point? We, uh, we've seen a ton of scrapes and a ton of rubs opening up right now, but in the middle of the summer, we went out and we put down some, uh, mock scrapes and we were using some attractants to kind of help get them going and they kicked off hard and heavy right away. But now they're really, everything's starting to open up and there's rubs all over every tree in the woods. It seems like, and buck activity is starting to go up already. 
uh, on Wednesday, my best friend Dave, he shot a nice eight-point buck that he actually called in. Nice. And this buck, this buck came in. He was followed in by another really, really big deer, and they were they were very, very aggressive on it. Like they came in hot and heavy and grunting back and snort weeds and everything, which seems really early for that right now. But yeah, he got it done. It yeah. does seem really early, man. That's awesome that you guys are getting that kind of response at, at this point in the uh, at this point in the year. Is that, is that typical, or is this something that's uh, a little this bit? Is, for me, this is the first time I've seen it happen, but. It was, we had a really nice cold front coming. That's probably what you guys are about to get right now. Right. And then the next day was a nice high pressure day. And they just seemed like the woods came to life that night. And we busted out there right after work and got set up. And right at sundown, yeah, the woods came alive. There was all sorts of noise out there, grunts, wheezes, everything out there. So, and yeah, he got it done. Nice. That's what you, that's what you want, man. That's the, that sounds uh, pretty good to me. I think there's probably a lot of people out there listening. It sounds pretty good to them too, but I want to, I want to touch on the weather here real quick. You'd mentioned the cold front had busted through. It might be what we're getting right now here in Pennsylvania. What's the weather looking like right now? I mean, are you, you'd mentioned at the top, it's a little bit warm. Do you have any, any relief in sight that you're seeing in the uh, forecast? Uh, not really. I think it's supposed to be pretty warm and nice days throughout like pretty nice bluebird days, but it's going to be warm upper 60s low 70s for the foreseeable future i think the best relief maybe sunday i think it might dip down to the upper 50s so hmm. but as far as that it's going to stay warm for the near future right well i guess that 50 day it's like you take what you can get at that point with this time of year is always Absolutely. one of those yeah it's always a crapshoot this time of year you never know what you're going to kind of run into it's you dress like you dress for the timber like you're schizophrenic most of the time where it's <laughs> you, you're not yeah. quite sure what to, yeah. uh, what to put on um what's the uh, what's the food source situation looking like out there i know a lot of the guys i've been talking to in a bunch of different states you know and i can even attest for this in pa is that it's a pretty good acorn year um and so there's plenty of food in the timber and uh, you know of course a lot of the farmers have pulled a lot of the crop or the ag fields have been pulled at this point what are you seeing as far as food sources in minnesota is it a good acorn year they got plenty of food in the timber there's still ag fields lots, open lots of ag fields open we're still waiting for them to get the corn off the property that we hunt we hunt a small parcel that has mostly corn and then there's a nice oak ridge on it that's the whole thing is basically oak trees and every tree is dropping acorns like crazy and a ton of activity up in those woods but it seems like they're hitting those late at night mm-hmm. at least according to trail cameras okay and i've i go ahead no, I was going to say, are you, I was just going to, I think you were going to probably answer my question. I was going to ask, are you seeing any daylight movement or, or is that a uh, acorn crop really kind of keeping them back in the timber and keeping them you know, close it's to bed? Definitely keeping them close to bed right now. We've definitely seen most of our activity right at sundown and that's, we're hunting kind of, you know, being really, really cautious, hunting the edges, not trying to get too far in, but we'd sit on the edges and then we'd hear him crunching on acorns in the back. So we slowly started moving back and that's how my buddy ended up getting done is moving a little bit further back and just kind of getting a little aggressive on his call. Right. So with those acorns, man, I know whenever the food starts dropping in the timber, you know, a lot of folks have a lot of different theories about the October lull, you know, for different reasons why deer seem to disappear this time of year. You know, um, I'm kind of of that camp where it's, uh, probably shifting of food sources and bucks starting to shift ranges, getting close to that pre-rut area. What are you seeing as far as the October lull in your area? Is it in effect? And do you kind of buy into that notion? I've never really believed into it. I feel like and studies have shown that as October goes, they're, they're moving more and more and more as October goes on. So just finding what corridors they're starting to move. And it seems like in the middle of October, they're still really staying in some pretty thick stuff. Mm-hmm. 
as long as you know your property, you can pretty much pin down their movement pretty well. But a lot of guys don't have that right yeah, opportunity. I, th- I understand. So. Right, and I think it's a combination. It's like they're they're definitely moving, but I think you hit a, a key point there where it's like they're they're still staying in cover, right? And then you have the combination yep. of there's still a lot of foliage on the trees at this point, you know. So you're still in a situation where they're staying in thick areas and then your visibility is reduced in comparison to what you would get in November say. So that's always kind of, a, I think it's a combination of those things is what kind of, you know, leads people to think that there's a, a lull in activity. Cause you're right. Studies have shown that, you know, deer of course moving and they, they increase movement from like the beginning of September. I think it is through the rut. It just goes up exponentially from that point forward. Um, right. So what time, what type of, what type of tactics and strategies do you like to use this time of year knowing that, the deer movement is happening. It may just be not quite as visible because they're staying a little bit more concealed. They have food close to bed. So how are you guys, you know, and you in particular kind of getting after it this time of year? I am a big believer. I, I send control all the way. So I play the wind. I use scent control. I use scent crusher products. i make sure that my scent is as little as possible. That way I can be a little more aggressive and get into those dangerous spots i guess you could say you know you're either going to get busted or you're going to see something so i like to get a little bit aggressive i've got my time's pretty minimum i got a family so i got to make the most of what i have when i'm out there so i make sure my scent is as eliminated as possible i know you can't ever be perfect but i try to be as strong as possible and then i try to get into those nice pinch points those nice natural funnels that i know they're moving in and patience just waiting it out right you hear that Yep. I, I like the uh, uh, my slogan for you is highway to the danger zone this time of year. It's like willing to be yeah. a, little, a little bit risky. You know, I got that really bad Tom yep. Cruise, yep. you know, Top Gun movie stuck in my <laughs> you know, with the Iceman in, in my head right now. So danger zone might <laughs> become like your it. new nickname. Um, <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you coming on and sharing some information for uh, from Minnesota. Good luck to you. Congrats to your buddy, too, man. I know you guys had, had a track job that uh, that evening. He took that buck. I know we were messaging back and forth. So congrats to him. Good yeah. luck to you. Yeah, no. And uh, good luck this hockey season too. Try to stay, uh, try to stay upright if you would. Thanks, man. And congrats to you on your deer. That was a great deer. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Report number three is coming from the great state of New York, the Empire State, uh, via Tim Bunau. Uh, he's a, a fellow I've been following on social media, a guy who gets after it in the Whitetail Woods, and he's been gracious enough to uh, hop on the show here and give us a little update as to what's happening in his neck of the woods. How's it going, man? Ah, not too bad yourself. I'm hanging in there. I know while we were off the uh, off the air, we were just talking about the uh, the daily grind and, and the dream living that we usually do, and how we might need to figure out a way to uh, use client meetings as an excuse to get out of town and travel to some whitetail <laughs> states. So <laughs> we'll see if we see if we can't make that happen. But I do want to get an idea, man. You know, since you know we don't live too awful far from one another, I'm really kind of curious to see if what you're seeing in the whitetail woods is you know what I've been kind of seeing. So give me kind of an idea of what you're seeing as far as buck action that's happening are you seeing scrapes starting to open up are you starting to see a lot more rub lines what's the story there whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt at midwayusa.com we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies and weatherproof options to withstand the elements hunters have to wait until their favorite season but shouldn't wait on gear which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Uh, yeah, scrapes are definitely opening up. Uh, we'll see here. Let me know. I'm a, I'm a big note taker. 
Uh, I like it. Uh, the the 11th is when I first came across uh, some fresh grapes. Uh, this is actually just outside of a, uh, a known buck bedding area, so it's fairly close to it. Uh, the other uh, location, it's kind of more of a, um, a hangout. Uh, a lot of does come through there, and there's a couple of scrapes that pop up in there. They weren't really uh, too, too uh, I don't know what you want to call it there, uh, they were really like uh yeah yeah too freshen up there probably young guys uh coming through there just kind of uh you know making a little ruckus in there just trying to they they know something's going on with their body so they're out there and uh just kind of making a little scrape here and there rubs on the other hand i've i've barely seen um any rubs now there's one issue with that uh i think the warm weather has been affecting uh another aspect of it other than just the the deer movement itself hunters mm-hmm. uh i bank on pressure mm-hmm. and uh my area is just there's just no pressure right. so where i'm when i'm going in there i'm i'm staying out of there for a while when i'm going in there um i'm expecting the pressure to be there to push them back there and uh there's nothing so um it was the 15th I made a quick little uh, lap around a couple areas that had um, traditional night sign. There was a couple rubs there, but as far as in those back areas, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of lacking on that, honestly. Right, that's interesting, man. That you you mentioned that because I never really, I never thought of that because I've been actually having the opposite effect where some of the properties that I hunt, you know, early early in the year, and then. Um, you know, even as it gets into later, later into the year though, I usually experience some pressure, even if it's private ground, I usually experience some pressure that a lot of guys hunt this one particular piece, but in the, the same has happened where it's the warmer weather has kept folks out, but it's actually worked to my benefit this time, but where I was actually able to capitalize on some natural deer movement, um, sounds like the opposite's happening to you where you're kind of banking on hunting off of other people's pressure and they're just not moving the deer into those areas that you're used to seeing them. Is that kind of what you're, what's happening? Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, that's, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, it, it took me a few sits. Uh, I think I'm on like sit number seven. Uh, that's my I just did sit number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on the fifteenth. Um, it took me. Oh, I'm looking here. So the eleventh. The eleventh is uh, when I uh, kind of realized that. So I started making uh, you know moves on the fly. Mm-hmm. Great part about being a mobile hunter. Right. is um you know making the moves on the fly so i started doing a little transitioning myself to different areas and i uh, actually i ended up bumping one of my target bucks so um you know my focus on that you know kind of turned to uh trying to figure out what was going on with him right then and there right so i know you mentioned it's you know i think a lot of folks have kind of been experiencing that it's been unseasonably warm in a lot of areas but uh you know what are you looking at as far as weather that's going to be coming through here in the next like week or so or is it are you expecting a cool down at all or is the temperature getting ready to spike again what's the story there yeah we just missed the uh the best cool down period right now it's been so warm there was just that frost last night and uh of course and i had to work um as what we what we're seeing right now um coming up we're going to have some uh, colder nights. They're getting down in the 40s, but daytime, you're still getting up in the 60s. I think one day, it might be Saturday, it's getting back up in the 70s. So um, at least we're getting a little bit cooler nights, but 
the uh, the temperature is still a little bit warm during the day. Right. And what about with this warm weather? The one thing I've kind of noticed, I'm curious if you're seeing the same thing, is that there's still just an abundance of food just about everywhere. I mean, I know for me in some of these areas that I've been to, tons of acorns all over the place, but still the timber's still green and the, the trees are still hanging on to foliage. And that what I'm usually used to seeing starting to really dry up as far as like the natural browse and stuff is really still kind of hanging on. Like the deer that I saw this past weekend, they were still just browsing through the, the timber eating off of, you know, browse on their way through. Um, so are you seeing the same thing? You know, have farmers pulled their crops yet in, in your areas and, and what's the story in the timber for, uh, for food? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, oaks everywhere still um you can find the areas that uh, the pollen is all dried up and then within 100 yards from there there's areas where it just got hit last night kind of a deal uh the the brow is the same thing you said uh, everything is still green uh there's still oak trees that are still like kind of vibrantly green um crops uh some cornfields are coming out and of course the uh the cornfields that you want out are still standing so So big question here with all that food in the timber. The October lull is kind of where we're where we're at if, as far as this portion of the season goes here as we kind of start thinking about moving toward pre-rut and then, of course, the Super Bowl of all things whitetail with the rut and stuff. You know, the the lull, is it something that you buy into? Is it, you know, in your opinion, is it fact or fiction? Um, what's your what's your thoughts there? I, I, I don't buy into it. Uh, I think it's just um, people just need to – change your locations, uh, change your tactics a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm a big bed hunter. Uh, I, I try to bounce around the areas and it's still trying to figure out the, how to be aggressive with it and how not to be that aggressive with it. So I don't, mm. you know, blow the areas out. Um, yeah, I, I'm still, uh, I still saw some, um, they're, they're still, they're, they're hanging out in the areas a little bit more. They still have to move. They still have to eat. You just have to find that, uh, that food source and with the, uh, the ever-changing food source, it's kind of, um, you kind of got to bounce around, uh, scout for that hot sign. Yeah, I mean, it's, the law, I've always kind of thought of it, you know, in, in the past couple hunts that I've done, it's kind of proved out. It's like, I've seen, I've seen deer, you know, and this is the time of year when they, you know, a lot of folks will say that you, that you shouldn't. I think a lot of times folks like to use the law as an excuse where they're hunting places where they traditionally have seen deer and during dif- different parts of the season. I think you're right. It's like, you have to be willing to move around and kind of go to where the deer are. They don't have a lot of reason to expose themselves at this at this point from bed to food because you know what you had just mentioned, which is there's food all over the place in the timber right now. So why why take the chance? So I think being a little bit more aggressive, if you can, right? If your property sets up that you're hunting the right way, you know, and if you have the right access, it's time to kind of get a little bit more aggressive because they're probably going to hang a little tighter to bedding into places that they're comfortable because they can, you know. Um, so I'm kind of aligned there with you. I'm curious though, you know, you talked about your hunt, your hunting mobile, um, you know, which I of course love to hear cause I kind of follow the same kind of approach, but this time of year when we're in the, you know, the quote unquote October lull period, um, you know, what tactics or strategies are you looking to use this time of year? Is there, is there kind of like a, a plan you like to put into place that, you know, year after year you like to kind of go to, I know you one of the things you like to do is hunt, you know, hunt beds a lot. Um, and, uh, I'm just curious if there's anything outside of that that you like to focus on transition areas um i'm i'm gonna try to transition to uh scrapes a little bit earlier than normal uh, last year um and the year before too started taking notes is really an eye opener um i started noticing camera movement um on these scrapes a little bit sooner than you, you go to forums and you read everything you know it's all like uh, the last week of october the 25th you know through you know 
in, into November. Um, I guess in my situation up here, um, you know, in upstate New York, middle of uh, the state, um, it kind of seemed like those areas are a little bit hotter a few days prior to that. So um, I'm going to start focusing on that a little bit more, but transition areas, uh, transition lines coming out of bedding, um, kind of uh, waiting for those bucks to move a little bit closer to those doe bedding areas, uh, any type of little areas like that, you know, that's all been pre-scouted. Yeah, what's kind of wild is the one thing some of the guys I've I've talked to had mentioned that they're even um, – that they're seeing that calling is even working this at this point in the year. Like I usually don't consider <laughs> grunting or anything like that until I get, you know, definitely toward the end of October is I, I guess is when I would start to employ it. I don't even think I even pulled a call out of my bag at this point. Um, but I've had two guys that I've talked to who've actually had bucks responding to grunts at this point in the year already. Is there anything, do you see anything like that this early in the year in, in, in New York or up where you're hunting or is it, are you kind of follow the same approach? Do you kind of leave the calls, um, alone until you get later in the season? I always bring the call with me. Um, just, you, you never know. Um, if I, I'm not into blind calling, but, uh, it's funny that you said that Thursday, um, I think that's uh, a southwest and a west wind. Um, it sets up for an area um, between uh, primary scrape and some buck bedding. Um, basically, my back, uh, the wind will be to the face. The back is on a cliff. Uh, they can't get downwind. I'm going to try to squeeze in there, um, basically climb up this cliff almost. And uh, I'm going to try to do a little of a tickling of the tines and a couple of grunts uh, just to see what happens and try to be a little bit aggressive. Um, I know they're back in there. So uh, I, I, why not? You know, right. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not afraid to fail. Right. Exactly, man. That's part of, that's part of hunting whitetail, man. You got to be willing to eat a little humble pie once in a while, but Hey man, I'm, uh, I do appreciate you coming on. And before I let you go, I just want to say, uh, I haven't told you this personally. I think I sent this to you in a Facebook message, but, uh, congratulations on your train to hunt achievement this past, uh, this past summer. That was, uh, that was awesome. I kind of followed along your, your journey and uh i know you placed well in the in the regional piece i think it was out in pittsburgh is the one that you went to so i want to give you congratulations hey thanks thanks and uh, hey congratulations on your success the other day oh yeah man i appreciate it yeah it was uh, it was it was a fun hunt we'll uh I'll, I'll share that story here in one of the up, upcoming podcasts, but, uh, you know, it was awesome. Always a good time in the timber. Always nice to wrap your, you know, a tag around a buck. And now I'm just looking forward to getting to, uh, getting to Ohio and hopefully having some, some decent weather while I'm there. All right. All right, man. Hey, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing that. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, folks, that is a wrap for today's show. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with the this season's whitetail excursions. And good luck to all of you out in the deer woods. Woods? Words? Can't talk. Before we shut this thing down, I want to thank our partners for helping us keep this podcast going. So a big thank you to Whitetail Institute of North America, Exodus Outdoor Gear, and Lone Wolf Portable Tree Stands. And of course, a big thank you to this week's reporters. And until next time, we'll see y'all.
Alright gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do hard shit hat for those of us who like to embrace microdosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.